Welcome everyone to episode 91 of the RGW podcast. That is the Regular Guys Wrestling Podcast. It is Wednesday, December 19th, 2018. The last RGW episode before Christmas of 2018. My name's E-Rock. Sitting across from me is none other than Jimmer. Nope. Unfortunately, he couldn't make it. I'm all my lonesome tonight. Or am I returning after five, maybe six weeks on hiatus? The mind! Mind Mania is back! Back in action! Back in action, taking names. <laughs> Dude, everyone's been emailing us, sending us texts, tweets. Where's the mind? Twitterverse has gone crazy. They've been crying. They're like worldwide phenom. <laughs> worldwide phenom. Hasn't been the same without you, buddy. Yeah, unfortunately, it's not the 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 three tonight. Just two, but it's a whole different crew again. Yeah, I had to work my schedule around. I had to uh, fire some people. Might have gotten fired myself, but it's worth it to be. Back on the air. How's work life, by the way? We've been we've been, we've been advising our listeners that you've uh, in, embarked on a new career, a new career path. Well, it's not starting out so hot. <laughs> You're like, I'm just gonna be dead honest. But money's money, or as we say, moolah's moolah. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money does talk, but it don't sing and dance. There's a bunch of other money references we're just not going to use right now. <laughs> no, sir. So, episode 91, we are going to be reviewing TLC, Tables, Ladders, and Chairs. You oh and my. I watched it together. We did. Gathered around the TV. Had a good friend, uh, Mr. Phil Phenom, came across with us. Yeah, Mr. Oliver himself, our buddy, watched... Uh, Watch the pay-per-view with us. We went into this, at least I did, I went into this pay-per-view with a little bit more of an open mind. Because I've been a little bit pessimistic as of late. As per, I don't know, two episodes or three episodes ago <laughs> on our podcast, as everyone knows. We had a little bit of a rat fest. But, um, I, I, you know what, I was a little pleasantly surprised. It was pretty good. I think you were kind of on the same page as me there. We were relatively okay with I it. I went in with a, oh, this is going to suck, but... At least I'll be watching it with my buds. Oh, there you go. That's often how I am myself. So you I know, was, that's how uh, almost WrestleMania is every year that's now. That's right, yeah. <laughs> and we're also going to be discussing, uh, quickly, that is anyways, the uh, the opening segment to Raw this week. Uh, all the McMahons and Trips were in the, uh, in the ring discussing how the authority essentially is no more. Or is it? Dun, who, dun, dun. Who is the new authority? We'll discuss that. Our thoughts on it, on on it, are on it. Our thoughts on it, and um, what we uh, see in the future with this whole new, uh, I don't know, storyline they're going with. How long will it last? Yeah, that's the big question. How long will this last? And the regular guys wrestling podcast just wouldn't be the same without our rumors of the week. We've got some good ones this week. Mind just for old time's sake. Do you want to kick us off? Sure thing. Okay, let's see if I remember how to do this. We start in the middle, right? Okay, rumor number 16. There we are. No, rumor number one. Ryan Satine of Pro Wrestling Sheet tweeted that a source told him Ronda Rousey, interfering in the TLC main event, 
was not intended as a heel turn. You know what? Originally, when I saw this, uh, and you can obviously uh, confirm this because you were right beside me, yeah. I initially, yes, thought this was a heel turn, especially with her her straight face, her serious face she had going on there. <laughs> I was like, okay, yep, yeah, she's she's clearly uh, turned turned a new leaf, if you will. But um, no, uh, I guess it was yourself or or even Oliver had mentioned. No, no, she's just getting retribution for what Becky. And uh, what Charlotte and had Charlotte done, did them, that's right. had done to her. Yeah. So, straight up revenge meant nothing more than that. Exactly. But if you saw Raw the following the next Monday, fans were none too pleased. Booing the crapola out of she her. She was getting booed pretty good. What? How'd you react to it? Mind? Uh, she. It felt like she was a little, t- kind of taken aback. But I think she kind of went with it. Well, here's the thing: if you attack. The WWE's girl, Becky Lynch. You just put a red flag on your back, dude. Yeah. Like, you can't expect much more than that. But see, the th- one of the things is that it's strange is that throughout that throughout the Becky Rousey thing, I think Becky was still supposed to be the heel throughout it. Really? Yeah. I don't know. She came across like, as the not, antihero to me. No, but like, yeah, that's what the, she came across to you. Well, she's more face. But in the WWE's mind, she was the heel at the time. Really? Because I think Rousey was probably one of their top face girls. And they were, I think they were still trying to work, work Becky into a... As a heel. Right. I can see what you're saying there. Especially, you're talking about when Ronda and Becky were battling it out there Yeah, originally. like had they had that match at Survivor Series... Sure. Becky would have played the heel. Yeah. And, and you Rousey know how the would've fans would have reacted to it. So. Exactly. They would have done exactly what they're doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'll say this at this stage in the game, like it's it basically was you had a squeaky clean Becky Lynch, and then she she essentially turned straight up heel. Yeah, and then she quickly turned antihero, but she has never said anything bad about the fans from point A to point Z. Not really, no, no, no. So she kind of covered herself by doing that. Now, yeah. if she would have said all of that. BS, easy heat city yeah. stuff. You know, here I am in Stinksville. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then she all of a sudden kind of warmed up already to the fans. It would have been a little awkward, a little odd. Yeah. And, like, we've never seen her, like... I don't know if we have... Have we ever seen her tag with, like, a, a heel? No. Like, she tagged with, like, the Iconics or Mandy yeah, she, Rose or something like that. She never did, eh? I don't think she ever did. She's, uh... She's a, uh, a lone wolf. Yeah. She's the new Baron Corbin. And I don't know if she's ever fought anybody besides Charlotte or Asuka, I guess. Has she? Like, has she fought? Did she fight, like, would she have fought, like, a Naomi or, like, a uh, like a Lana or? I don't think she did. And, again, stuff like, stuff like that would have kind of solidified her being a heel as That's well. That's right, yeah. I swear she did, but I can't think of anyone right, right. now. So. Because this whole thing kind of started because... Like, the fans just kind of... I guess the fans thought way back at SummerSlam... Right. ...that she was going to win that triple threat match. Yeah. And when they didn't, they were booing Charlotte because they wanted Becky to win. And then when Becky, like, turned on Charlotte, it was supposed to be this massive heel turn, swerve thing. Yeah. But the fans still like Becky. That's right. That's and they right. wanted Becky to win in the first place. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of wanted the underdog to win, right? Exactly. Becky's always kind of been, you know, kind of like her, her storyline's been a little bit flat. And as soon as she got had an edge to her character, everything changed. Exactly, yeah. 
because right. I, w- I was bored. I was bored of her. I know you were a big fan of hers, but I thought her character had grown really flat. We were making jokes about her, like in having same music as Sami Zayn. Yeah. That was about the only reference right. she had on this this podcast of ours. And now all of a sudden, she's one of the, if not the coolest person in all of WWE. That's right. Well, I, to be to be honest, I don't I don't know if I was ever huge on her character because right. it was just kind of the, you know, aw shucks face kind of player. But yeah. I liked your wrestling ability and I liked your looks. Yeah. Yeah. You sure did. I sure did. Yeah. That's how I could tell she was Irish because every time I saw her, my penis was doubling. <laughs> Woo! Give me some of that foreskin. Oh. <laughs> I mean neck fat. I mean both. <laughs> I'll take some pie skin. <laughs> oh, no. That's uh, between the knuckles, right? Do we get any ketchup? Only talking dangerous for you, Mojo. And since you don't know how to open a can, I guess you're screwed, you moron. Alright, rumor number two. Asuka winning the SmackDown women's title and the booking of the TLC main event finish with Ronda were all decided on weeks ago, according to Cage Side Seats. Yeah, it's funny because I think... I think it was, I think you guys might have talked about it on maybe a couple of podcasts ago that Vince was really surprised about the reaction Asuka got when Becky was deciding who would fight Ronda at Survivor Series. Yeah, I kind of felt like Ronda was a, uh, sorry Asuka was a bit of an afterthought in this whole three you know triple threat. And I th- we thought that I she was essentially going to be the punching bag. Exactly. Yeah. We did not think whatsoever that she was going to win this match. No. What like did you think so or no? I really didn't. I thought I kind of thought I I kind of thought Charlotte was gonna win to be honest. Well, oh, really, eh? Yeah. I thought Becky was gonna retain. In oh. fact, I think Jimmer did as well. Okay. But no, I, th- uh, I thought Charlotte was gonna win. Yeah, we we just thought that Asuka was there to help make both of them look better. That's right. Yeah. Which is a terrible thing when you think of it. Yeah. But as we like to say on this podcast, it is what it is, and uh, I didn't think anything of it. But when both of those, you know, we'll talk about the match, yeah. but. When she climbed that ladder, it was like, oh my god. That's right. Is this happening? What's also funny is that I think we kind of predicted that Becky might get involved in the Nia-Ronda match, but we never really thought of Ronda getting involved in their match. We did not. It never even crossed our mind. We actually thought that it completely got skipped. Yeah. And then you hear her music hit at the end. It's like, what? Yeah. Didn't think this was gonna happen. Did she actually have? Did her music music actually hit? Yeah, I, th- I think her music hit. Okay, your favorite music. Yeah, right. I do like that. I do like that song. <laughs> oh, actually. you like it? I like, oh, the, I like the song. I just don't like it. I just don't. Really, I don't really think it fits Ronda. Okay. Okay. Like I like the song "Bad Reputation" by Joan Jett, but I just don't really think it fits. Right. It doesn't really fit wrestling. It doesn't really fit her. Yeah. Uh, again, yeah, I was back in the UFC days, but uh, yeah, it just seemed like uh, Becky was going to interfere in that match with her and Nia. Yeah, and uh, that did not happen. Nope, did not happen whatsoever. So next up on a pre-TLC edition of Wrestling Observer Radio, Dave Meltzer said he's heard Rousey versus Charlotte Flair will happen when at the Royal Rumble. At the Royal Rumble. So a rematch. Of sorts? Of sorts. Could happen? Because I guess it is a rematch. Didn't really end very well against Charlotte versus Ronda. Yeah, it the wasn't first really time. a finish. I guess Charlotte just kind of went psycho. That was, that was a finish. Yeah, and we so thought Charlotte was turning 
heel there as well. It's been very deceiving and confusing lately. It was almost her version of Becky. The, Becky, <laughs> Becky it Lynch. so yeah. was, man. I agree. <laughs> and I was like, well, I want to be an anti-hero edgy wrestler as well. That's right, yeah. And she even like wears black and has like dark lipstick. And Oh, does she? Yeah. I missed the dark lipstick part. Like, oh, well, that yeah. might have been just this, this Tuesday, but... Actually, maybe I have seen her with that. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. Everyone wants to be an edgy, edgy type wrestler yeah. now. But I think Charlotte's probably more of a heel than Becky is. Uh, well, yeah. Like Charlotte's, Charlotte's better at being a heel. Yeah. Because like, she's I, always bow down to the queen. She's the a natural. Queen's better than a man, or something like that, and stuff like that. So. Yeah. Well, she had mentioned yeah, just was it a few days ago that. You can go ahead and be the man, but I'm the woman. And she said some, That's right, yeah. some sexist thing. Or no, so. she, yeah, she men said, always bow down. She to said women. that on the, I think she said on that on the, at the TLC. Yeah, that's right. She said, you go ahead and be the man because the man always bows down to the woman or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, like, exactly, yeah. Ooh la la. Yeah. That's good. Good for her, though. Good for her. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> so what's, so where's uh, Becky in all this? Think Becky's, so I guess Becky's going to be in the Rumble. Are we thinking Becky's going to win the Rumble? Yes, I'm thinking that. <laughs> Fat Balor? Oh, was that Fat Balor? Okay. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a teenage geek from uh, Simpsons. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> I had a girlfriend. She'd kill me. I'm just going to put my hand in the deep fryer now. <laughs> hey, that sounds like fun. Can I join you? Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> Is that what he would sound like? Tickles. What would it sound like if Mojo put his hand in the deep fryer? It would sound like, hey, this kind of burns. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Oh, wait, what's it feel like again? Oh, this kind of burns. Hey, maybe I shouldn't do that. Oh, what's it feel like again? Ow. Oh, that hurts. Maybe I shouldn't do it. Oh, what's it feel like again? Ow, that hurts. I have no words. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up, Becky Lynch mentioned on Ariel Helwani's MMA show that the WWE locker room had passed resentment toward Ronda Rousey for her big push coming into the WWE. Mind, does this work? Or is this straight up reality? Well, first of all, what surprises me is that, is that the Little Mermaid knows so much about MMA that they gave her her own show. <laughs> Ariel Helwani. <laughs> That'd be funny if he was wearing like red long hair for Halloween. <laughs> I'm the Little Mermaid. Apparently, he has Mojo's voice as well. I'm not exactly <laughs> yeah. sure why. <laughs> it's the butchiest aerial I've ever heard. <laughs> do you think this is straight up, or do you think this is uh, false? It wouldn't shock me that the girls are probably a little jealous. Sure. Because I think I think that's that's na- that's completely natural. Yeah, it's gonna it's happen. Like she's coming in, like even even when she first came in, they were doing that big showdown with uh, Alex. I think it was Alexa Bliss, Charlotte Flair, and then. Asuka. Yeah, and she just shows up. And she kind of just shows up and steals their thunder. Yeah, it wasn't cool. They probably they probably were a little bit uh kind of kind of weird, but okay, I guess so. It almost kind of looked like Asuka was really pissed about it too, (laughs) with the the fake handshake and all that stuff. If I can recall correctly, yeah, I I wouldn't doubt it, and uh, I almost don't blame them. No, but I think they they realize how hard she works and how dedicated she is to getting better. Well, and, and she probably did a lot for the women's division, and she wasn't even part of WWE. When you think exactly, of it. that's what that's probably what the the big picture, the big look, like looking at a big picture. Yeah, they're okay with it, but going back to that thing, it's like she comes down at the end of the show, and she's getting the freaking glory at the end of the show. 
I'm yeah. the champion, Alex, because I'm the champion. Oscar, I won the Rumble. And she's just going to walk down the ring, and all of a sudden she's talking all the glory? She sure did. She sure did. But she's proven herself, I think. Yeah. She's getting better all the time. Well said, mind. Couldn't have said it better myself. I think I said that very well. Yeah, you did. Next up, <laughs> WB is currently filming a documentary on Bicky Lynch for the network, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. I would watch this. Is that going to be like one of those? Be a good one. Chronicle or 365? Yeah. Or I don't know what you would do. Probably Chronicle. Because the whole year is like. Is too much. It's too much. Because the whole thing kind of just started at SummerSlam. So. And what's the other one? 24? No. Oh, it could be a 24. I never really thought about that. But some, they've been Sweet. doing these things called Chronicle. Yeah. I've seen a Chronicle for Dean Ambrose. Yeah. It and was alright. I think Samojo did a Chronicle. And I think Shinsuke did a Chronicle. Kevin. Oh, I saw some of Shinsuke's. I've not seen Samojo's. Essentially, it's kind of a, a hybrid work shoot. Yeah. Because there is definitely work stuff in there. Yeah. Based on the Dean Ambrose stuff and him turning heel at the yeah. end of it. Right, because it was pretty recent. It was. Yeah. Indeed, sir. Indeed, sir. Quite recently, I'd say. Please, sir, I want some more. I want some more Dean Ambrose. <laughs> Please give me some Chronicle on on Mojo Rally. I don't want to be a Chronicle. <laughs> I don't even know what it is, but I don't want it. I'm going to go hide in the washroom now. I'm not coming out till I get another WWE story time. I'm not coming out till they push me. <laughs> so I guess I'll uh, bring my couch and my uh, sleeping bag and my uh, nightlight. So <laughs> I'm moving in. <laughs> my nightlight. i got to tinkle it in times, you know. I don't know if it's going to be dark on there. <laughs> it might be scary people. Like Bray Wyatt and me. <laughs> he looks into a mirror. Oh, who's that? Oh, it's just me. <laughs> I am one. Oh, of no, there's another mirror. Oh, who's that? Oh, it's me again. I am really one ugly bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If only you could grow some hair. <laughs> just gonna rub this stuff on and see what happens. <laughs> Mojo, where'd you find that? It was in the toilet. <laughs> it's one of those pucks. It smells good. Kind of smells like pee, though. <laughs> All right. So next up, according to the legend himself, Dave Meltzer. Oh goodness! Here we go. On the latest edition of the Wrestling Observer Radio, Vinnie Mac was quote unquote furious with the Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins match at TLC. That's led to speculation that WWE will decide to focus even more on the women's division and that Rollins' previously rumored spot as Brock Lesnar's challenger for WrestleMania 35 could be up for reevaluation. Whoa. So he gets one, <laughs> one mad at one match. That's it. We're working on the women's division. <laughs> All the men, you're not going to do as good anymore. <laughs> That gives me more opportunity. Yay! I'm part of the women's division. <laughs> what? I rubbed that puck on my hair. Now I'm going to have more hair. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I agree with you. And I actually didn't hate the match as much as the universe is claiming it to be. I didn't hate it. It's just that 
like I, I, I think I mentioned this in our in our uh, chat room about wrestling. Yeah, is that they do this a lot. They have these storylines that are like really, like these guys really hate each other and they're at each other's throats and they beat the hell out of each other. And then the match starts and it's oh, it's just a regular match. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree. No, no one's going crazy. That's the, like. They did, I, re- I remember vividly. How about AJ and Samoa Joe? Wouldn't AJ have went ballistic exactly. on him? He never did. Yeah. I remember vividly from WrestleMania 25. Okay. Randy Orton DDT'd Triple H's wife and then made out with her unconscious body. And Triple H returned the favor by, by, by uh, going th- into his house. And throwing him through the window. Oh, there you go. And they, but then they started the, but when they had the match at WrestleMania 25, it was just a regular match. And let's start with a elbow and collar tie-up. Exactly. And then in thir- WrestleMania 32, with uh, Roman Reigns and Triple H, they were going crazy before it. Triple H busted his busted. He busted him so badly. He had to be. He, uh, Roman Reigns had to have been given a uh, a blood capsule. And oh. pretend to break his nose. Right, right. And then uh, Roman Reigns like busted into their limo and beat up Triple H and threw a TV at him. And then they had their match and it's like, all right, I'm going to work on this leg. <laughs> Small the... joint manipulation. Exactly. Here I come. So I'll have Pete Dunne. So they have this thing where like Dean Ambrose is like attacking him and calling the shield dead. And he comes up with his Bane, ja- Bane uh, jacket and... Weirdo masks, and then they go out and like <laughs> they just do like a regular match. So it's like, yeah, this was not what I was expecting, especially at a pay per view called TLC. And they didn't really do anything. Like it wasn't until the very end when you saw Seth Rollins get really aggressive, and that was probably because maybe the ref was yelling, getting yelled at in his ear, say, from Vince McMahon saying, "Damn it." Let's see him. Let's Some see him get mad. And you know what? That's a really good example. Vince McMahon. What's another match he was really, really disappointed with, where there should have been a ton of emotion. Chris Jericho, Kevin Owens. Yeah, he didn't like that match at all. No, nope. yeah. that was a huge letdown. Yeah, that was like the build-up. That storyline was amazing. Uh, that was actually probably the most sought-after match, and it was boring. Yeah, it wasn't a very good match. Nope. They didn't, but neither of them liked it either. No, oh no, they knew. Yeah, they knew. Like I don't know, like I don't know if Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose's reaction would have been if they didn't get yelled at and they didn't get buried by the fans. Like, what would their reaction have been? Would they have gone to the back and say, "Hey, that was a pretty good match"? Or what would they have thought of it if they never heard anything? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. It's yeah, I, I don't know if he reamed them out or not, as we had have. seen in that. Yeah, you think so? I think so. What? Well, I mean, Seth Rollins, like on Monday, he was talking about how he felt like he let everybody down, and oh, really? Kind of felt like another, kind of felt like another semi shoot. Jeez, he's just all over this kind of stuff lately, eh? Yeah, just saying it as it is. Saying it as it is, <laughs> not being all, hey, dude, it's pretty good, you know. Lost the title, but you know. What is, bro? Me and Matt Riddle were in the back smoking a J. We're going to go body surfing. So next up, according to WrestleVotes, John Cena may be scheduled to replace Braun Strowman for some of the upcoming host show matches. WrestleVotes notes that, although upcoming appearances are certainly possible, 
Strowman may not be cleared to wrestle again until the Royal Rumble. Oh my god, what are we going to do without... Uh, we'll probably be fine. <laughs> I can imagine he'll probably still be on the shows. It's just he won't wrestle. Yeah, and that's uh, I would uh, I would assume the same thing. Uh, I don't think he's going to be missed too crazily. Like, is he is he that much of an asset right now? Is that what we've come to at this stage in the game with wrestling? Braun Strowman is the number one. No, I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't I think so. Either. I know I didn't miss him that much on Monday. No, and I haven't really missed him in the last few weeks. He does the same thing over and over. Exactly. Yep. What's there to miss? Not much. Do you think he's going to beat Brock at uh, Rumble? Brock Lesnar? Uh, no, Brock. Uh, Bro- Finkelstein. Brock. Brocky Maivia. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll beat him. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so. Think they're going to leave that for someone else. I think I think he'll probably come close, but he won't do it. Ain't yeah. Won't happen. Ain't gonna happen. Ain't gonna happen. Next up. PW Insider says the decision to have Vinnie Mac on Raw came late last week and could have caused them to decide to bring Kurt Angle back at TLC instead of Monday's show. Hmm. <laughs> so they basically, late last week, they had plans and then, screw it, we're scrapping everything and we're going to change everything, basically. You know... Apparently, WWE was quite wise to the fact that the fans were, in fact, quite disappointed, especially based on the uh, the low ratings, right? And um, I could see them do some uh, some last minute running around, especially with uh, how the the Monday Night Raw's opening segment went. But but they basically changed the face of the WWE forever, almost. Yeah. Like I think Baron Corbin might have won sometimes, so he might have been the full-time general manager at one point. And because now on SmackDown, Paige is no longer the general manager on that show either. Paige here. No, Paige not here. Oh, Paige gone. Paige gone. <laughs> is that Fat Balor saying it? Paige go bye-bye. Paige gone? Oi, Paige's gone. <laughs> now what am I going to eat? <laughs> oh, God. Neck fat was in her lips. She's just a food source for him. <laughs> Quit putting salt on my lips. Why are you putting taco sauce on my lips? His lips are a delicacy. <laughs> I need to with my spaghetti and meatballs. Because I am Brutus, the Barber Beefa Cake. <laughs> I'm with you, pork pie. He's really good. Sip it in, dude. I go with chicken pudding. It's very good. <laughs> chicken pudding. He keeps, he keeps making up the meat and the dessert. He's a very special fellow. He's a very special fellow. So next up, although he said he won't be on television, there is an expectation that John Cena could appear in an episode of Raw in January. How do you think he's going to be utilized if he does make an appearance? I think he's going to mention that he's going to be a part of the Royal Rumble. Really? Yes. He won't win, though. No, but he'll be in it. Entrant number 30 is not going to be him. (laughs) (laughs) It's already been determined. Yeah, we'll be discussing that shortly. We will. Maybe he'll be number one. 
And last, right to the end. That'd be pretty awesome. He gets eliminated by, by uh, number 30. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> be a good push for the guy. Yeah, no kidding, eh? It's a feather in your cap. It is. Yeah, I guess they could utilize him that way. That you know, that way he doesn't need to be involved in any storylines of any sort. Or he could be in the crowd watching it. Oh right, he he has done stuff like that. He before. likes to buy tickets for things that he already gets for free. That's right. Makes sense to me, really. That's what I do. <laughs> I get the cheap seats though. I sit right in the bleachers. I don't even actually have a contract. <laughs> I'm employed by Impact. My name's not even Mojo. Impact Security in Winnipeg. It's, it's Stan. <laughs> Stan. Stan Rollowly. <laughs> Mojo, you're just looking at the floor. <laughs> no, I'm not. Gray colored sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Nike. Slippers. That's my name. Don't wear it out. My name is Penny Carpet Stool. But you just said that you were gray sweater. No. <laughs> I changed it. I went to the courthouse and got it changed. But you've been standing here the whole time. No, that was my twin. <laughs> Sweatshirt. <laughs> Such a moron. So stupid. <laughs> Alright, next up, Paige. Paige here will be getting a new role within WWE, says PW Insider. And early speculation is that she'll join the kickoff panel as an analyst. Something like that of Booker T's role. Wow, that's really moving on up. That panel is usually just a big laughing stock. No, it's the, uh, the fast-forwarding part. Yeah, it's... It's just the filler. And if you're watching live, it's the, well, I'll be back when it's done. Yeah. What else is on? Oh, looking up a repeat of the Big Bang Theory is on. I'll watch that instead. I'll, I'll watch that and willingly miss a lot of wrestling. <laughs> just so I don't have to listen to that damn panel. But in all, in all seriousness, that, that panel is usually a joke. Like, they often don't know what to say. They It's like they're trying to gonna go by the seat of their pants Especially with Booker and, like, King. They don't know what to do. <laughs> they, uh, and let's not even talk about Otunga. Ugh. Bar for something, something must have happened to um, Saxton because uh, Otunga was on SmackDown again this week. Hmm. He lifted too much weights, bruh. Sticks and weights, baby. He got his way with Naya. Oh, yeah. She, she squished him. His secret love. At least... In that driving show, it looks like that. Right along. Right along? Yeah. He's got you've thoughts for him. You've, you've He's got seen thoughts that one? for him. He's like, hey, baby. What the? What's your favorite kind of pie? Didn't you say that? I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> he comes across as being a creeper. <laughs> he is creepy. What's <laughs> your favorite kind sure of sounds, pie? Sure sounds creepy on that show anyway. Yes. Unless, just, unless it's just like a bit that they do, but. But yeah, he sounds super creepy. Sounds, makes him sound super creepy. Yeah. Next off. Next up, <gasps> Sin Cara, you're a part of the rumors? I sure am. This is the best part of the show. So apparently you have been cleared to return and you have been spending time at the Performance Center in preparation for it. Yeah, I'm swollen. I'm big. I'm dizzy. 
Call out the muscle. Are you as beefy as a beaver cake? Uh? Hey, it's that Italian guy again. Did you see me on uh, the, that TV show, the morning TV show, where I slapped that guy right in the chest? I don't own the television. You're just the stupidest mojo. I like the radio. Is it true that your father's from Greece and your mother's from Toronto and your brother's from Saskatoon and, and your sister-in-law's disabled? Oh, uh, it could be, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> I was found drifting in a river. <laughs> well, you don't know who your mom and dad are, fish souffle? <laughs> wait, wait a minute. You got to go in a river? In a boat? It was more like a big leaf. <laughs> and I was found by my great uncle. Well, it was more like a, a bird. <laughs> so amazing. That's better transportation than I get when I go to a WWE show. What is this uh, WWE that you speak of? It is some sort of uh, cooking show, yeah? <laughs> Aren't you Brutus the Barber Beef Cake? No, I am a Beef Cake. <laughs> <laughs> Directly below in the, in the phone book. <laughs> See, he spells it Beef Cake, and I spell mine Beef Cake. But I still wrestled with Hulk Hogan in the early days of 1987. I wrestled a man named Hulk Hogan. Ah. <laughs> Hulk Hogan? He looked like Hulk Hogan, but he was much fatter. <laughs> and it, Irish. It was a few years after he wrestled Andrade... <laughs> The Giant. Andrade Cien Gianta. <laughs> he would come out with a helmet on. And instead of taking it off like Andrade Cien Almas, the helmet would just kind of fall off. It would look like a Star Wars helmet. And he would trip over it. And then I would get the victory. <laughs> but what they didn't know was I was supposed to pin him. And I was pinning the referee. But he would still count to three, and I would be the winner. It was confusing times back then. Yes, back then, you didn't know if you were going to win the match or get brutally murdered. Oh, brutally <laughs> murdered. Too good. Too good. That was probably too far, Briefcake. <laughs> you've, you've added a whole new layer to the character. Characters! Apparently there's a new a new character. Or is it? To be to be told in future episodes. Da, da, da. I'm still really confused here. Shut up shut up. We're moving along. <laughs> alright, alright. So who's that guy that cut my hair? <laughs> That's a good question. Alright, next rumor. The observer notes that everyone's favorite show, 205 Live will continue to air on Wednesday rather than on Tuesday, even though Mixed Match Challenge has ended. And WWE will make another decision on it come the year 2019. You still watch 205 Live? 
buddy? I, I haven't watched it in a long time, no. Do you think their uh, ratings are going down? Or are they going up? I don't really know, but we do know that Mustafa Ali has moved to the, has moved to SmackDown. He has, he and has. And I think that might be just what they're going to do with them. They're going to take the main guys. I think they're going to... Permanently honestly, pull them or just bore them? No, permanently pull them. Oh, wow. They're going to end up on different shows. They're just going to end up on different, on, the, on like main roster shows. They may even get rid of the Cruiserweight title. Maybe they'll get rid of 205 Live Maybe entirely. Maybe they'll get rid of 205 Live entirely and just churn some of the, churn some of the fat. You know, I have no problem with some of the littler with like the littler guys being on the main shows. Why do they need their own show? There's no purpose to it. Well, it's just because. Well, it's because. I guess because they thought this cruiserweight, they did that cruiserweight classic thing, and it was such a big hit. But yeah. it's too much. It was, it was kind of just what it was. They probably shouldn't have. They probably saw like, oh, we can do so much more than this. We can no. They should have just left it as like a yearly thing. But they have the May Young Classics, and they don't have a women's only show. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's a that's a great point, and I think they're learning from Two Hundred Five Live that they don't need th- to make a women's show. And I think those guys on Two Hundred Five Live would flourish uh, from a promo standpoint. If they were around the main roster, yeah, and not that I'm saying a lot of the, everyone in the, under the main roster is really good in the microphone, but I think for the most part, if you were to compare them side by side, it's night and day. Oh, of course, it's night and day. Yeah. It kind of feels like 205 Live guys are just kind of on their own to fend for themselves. Yeah, well, look at what they've done already. Drew, Drake Maverick is now on, basically on Raw now. Right, and uh, Lucha uh, Host Leo, Party is on Raw. Leo Rush. Leo Rush is on her eye. Exactly. It's kind of dueling it up, but yeah, yeah. Lucha House Party, good point. Yeah, I. It almost honestly looks kind of like they're kind of going to decommission Two Hundred Five yeah. Live, in my opinion. Yeah, like they'll 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 keep some of the main guys. Like they'll keep like uh, Cedric Alexander and Buddy Murphy, and they'll move them across, and perhaps like Brian Kendrick and Gulak and uh, Gallagher. But some of those other guys, they'll get rid of them. They'll just get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. They'll send him to Impact. Send him to Impact. Hey, Don, Mr. Callus, we got a trailer full of uh, goods for you. Yeah, right. Or you know what? Maybe they'll have another show for uh, Fox. Fox is wanting a, wanting a show. Maybe they'll put the Cruiserweights on that show or something like that. Put the Cruiserweights on Fox. 155 Live. 155 Live. But we're all heavier than that. Yeah. Well, then you're all fired. <laughs> <laughs> the show has been canceled. Well, it's it's the same thing like Balor. Balor's on the main roster. Balor's been on the main roster, and he's not even two hundred pounds. He's I don't even know if he's two. I don't even know if he's. I don't think pounds. he is. Two, no, I don't think he is. And Gable's on the main roster. I think we've checked him. He's not two hundred five. No, no, exactly. He fights like a two like a like a two hundred fifty pound. Yeah, he's. I don't think. I think he might be two hundred three, two hundred two. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree. A lot of those guys that are in two hundred five live, they'd be just fine on the main roster. Yep. No problem. They're a little shorter. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Alrighty. So Rob Van Dam is teasing that he'll be making a return of some sort. Ooh, which promotion? WWE? I think you should go to the the SHCW. That's the Stay Hype Championship Wrestling. (laughs) He's probably just going to go to like Ring of Honor or something for like one show (laughs) and leave. He'll go to one where he can fight like Kenny Omega or Cody or something like that. and Would that be a good one? 
That actually might be alright, eh? Yeah, the match will be fine, but I don't know if anybody will see it. <laughs> the, uh, the segment would suck. <laughs> Just comes in baked out of his mind. <laughs> hey, brah, you wanna fight? Seth Rollins walks in. Dude, Riddle walks in. Oh, no. Brah. Dude, bruh. <laughs> and Van Damme's doing like a mix of brood. <laughs> he kind of does have the raspier voice too, eh? Brood. Dude, bro. Brood. Dude, bro. Dude, brood. Bro. Dude. Riddle's brood, just bobbing bro. his head with yeah. his smile on his face. He's like, dude, this is pretty catchy, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm totally digging these tunes, bro. You see Rollins? I don't know why I'm here, b- dude. I don't even smoke weed, brah. <laughs> I'm totally straight edge, man. I'm from Iowa. I don't do surfing in Iowa. I don't know. I don't. I just have a speech impediment. <laughs> <laughs> I just talk really slow and I'm super chill. Super chill. That's about it. I'm not like you two. <laughs> no, seriously, I'm cold. It's, it's Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I talk. This is how I talk. <laughs> I'm trying to prevent frostbite, bruh. <laughs> it's the hypothermia I think is coming on. <laughs> it's just always cold. <laughs> it's kind of funny how we're saying it's cold in Iowa, yet we're from we're from Canada. It's, it's colder here. It's got to be cold there too. They're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> it's like Saskatchewan. Exactly. Brock Lesnar's hometown. That's right. His homeland. His homeland. Yeah, who knows where Rob Van Dam's going to show up. I just don't think it'll be WWE. Probably not. Probably not. Probably not, bro. Water over the bridge. Or under the bridge. Whatever. It's somewhere. (laughs) That water's going somewhere. I think I was going with he's washed up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right, our last rumor of the evening. The Observer says the segment on the latest Being the Elite where the Young Bucks turned down an offer to go to WWE is, quote-unquote, a play based on what actually happened. So they're just reenacting the fact that they were offered a job at WWE, and they said, niente. Are we pretending we know what being the elite is? Because I have no idea what they're talking about. Um, It's either a podcast or a live-action <laughs> video game show. No idea. No idea. But I heard, uh, I heard Jericho's podcast where they did discuss them uh, getting an offer from the WWE and them saying, no, thank you. Oh, Cody apparently turned down an offer too. Yeah, apparently recently as well. Yep. I could see them uh, offering the guys every six months. Yeah. Asking them. Yeah, they'd be stupid not to. Yeah. Continuously check. Yep. See what's up. Do you think they get really mad if they say no or they kind of see it coming and they just say, all right, we'll try again. Who what gets th- mad? WWE uh, gets mad? Yeah, yeah. No. They don't get mad? No. no. Keep it pro. Yep. They probably think that the Young Bucks need WB more than WB needs Young Bucks. Same with Cody. Oh. Like, they they're, they probably think, like, WB thinks that Cody needs us way more than we need him. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So it's like, if you don't, okay, that's fine. We'll find somebody else. Yeah, good good luck. Yep, good luck. Good luck on your future endeavors. <laughs> exactly. Okay, cool. That's our rumors of the evening. Let's uh, move on over to... Monday Night Raw's opening segment, as I'd mentioned before, show kicked off with Vince McMahon uh, coming out. Yep. Crowd went berserko for him. Always gets a lot of respect sure that guy. Did. 
And uh, next up, and this was not smooth at all by the look, by the way it, it looked. He kept, they kept one at a time, kind of pointing to the curtain, and nobody would come out. Oh yeah, right. The music wouldn't hit. I know. I know it took long for Triple H to come out. Yeah, well, like Steph's music hit. Did you see that mark in the corner there near the stage? Oh, you mean Renee? There's no. There's a guy in the crowd that lifted both of his hands up, and he was so happy when Stephanie's music hit. Oh, it looked so fake, okay. in my opinion. Because I know Renee and Corey were like, oh. It was- like I, I, I mentioned in our chat room, it's making my skin crawl. What were they saying? How phony they sound. What are like, they? oh yeah, shit, Stephanie's here. We're gonna do this. And it's like, then it's like. Oh no. It's like, she's the boss. Then Graves like, she's the boss. She knows what to do. And then it's like, and then like, I don't know, Shane comes like, oh, what is this guy doing here? It's like, come on, it's Shane O'Mac. He's really good. Oh, oh yeah, here we go. They're pushing all of them. Oh, it's one of them. <laughs> Puke. Puke and pooping. <laughs> Spit and everything. That sounds Hold like a it. really tasty mix. I said it was making my skin crawl. How phony they were. That's disgusting. That is gross. So yeah, so Vince ended up uh, stating that um, I guess the authority, in a nutshell, or actually Triple H said it, the authority was no more, and that the authority was now going to be you guys, the fans, the WWE universe. And they, uh, I swear we've heard this before, but Vince said. That um, they're gonna listen to the crowd more now, and <laughs> I know we always—that's always one of their things. We listen to the crowd. We think what we listen to the crowd thinks, and we follow what they do. It's like, nah, I don't know if you do or not, but okay. See, they did some things, but it's almost like too little, too late. For example, you know, you mentioned Rusev, or off air, you had mentioned to me that you know Rusev is the new, uh, the new United States champion. Wait, he hasn't been. He's not yet. He will be next week. He will be next week. Yeah. Oh, you checked the spoilers. Yes. It Spoiler alert. Next week, <laughs> Rusev beats Shinsuke Nakamura. Come on. Oh, and by the way, Jimmer can successfully say it from start to finish without doing his laugh now. Can he now? He can. Well, that's quite it's a his, feat. It's his new turn a leaf thing. So, I don't know if they're thinking that pushing... Semi pushing a, a, a B level belt on Rusev when everyone wanted Rusev to be the champion, what, eight months ago? <laughs> well, they probably should have done it when him and English were still together, even. Yeah. But he was. His, his prime was even before that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. they kind of missed the boat on that one. I think they did. Yep. A little too little, too late. And then they're, they're ditching. Corbin as the general manager. He had another chance to win his job back on Raw. He had to fight a bunch of people, did he not? That's right. He fought Kurt Angle. Seems fair. And the special guest referee was Heath Slater, who got to shake Vince's hand on the way down, which was pretty crazy. That was probably like a top thing for Heath Slater. (laughs) As long as he doesn't uh, try and hug him like... uh... Yeah, like a like Titus O'Neil gets suspended in Miss WrestleMania. <laughs> don't try, don't try and be Vince's friend. That's right. It'll bite you in the ass. Bite you in the behind. So, do you think that this is gonna gonna last or what? Because I don't think it will. No, I think I you're gonna no, see evil authority figures for many years to come. Well, I don't think Vince is gonna be on every show. Right. And I think that people think that he is, but I don't think he is. God no. No way. And so, like, 
they're like, everybody is going to be, like, the McMahons are going to run both shows, I guess, now it is. Because Shane was doing Smack, Raw and SmackDown. Hmm. So it was like, so are they, are they almost quitting the brands even, or? I'm not really sure. Sh- I'm not really sure. Kinda I'd be okay with that. Kind of leaves more questions than answers. It kind of does. And it also, like, we, we there's the rumored NXT individuals they're going to be bringing up, right? Uh, do you remember by heart which ones? It was, it was well, Lars it's Sullivan. Rumor. It's confirmed. It's, co- it's all of them are confirmed yeah, at this stage. They're so confirmed. So Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan. Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. Uh, Lacey Evans. Yes. EC3. And the team of Tucker Knight and Otis Dozovich. Better known as Heavy Machinery. Dozovich. I'm sure that's yeah. his real last name. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know why they'd make it so long and weird if it's not. They want Dozer in there because he's a Heavy Machinery So guy. just call him Dozer. Yeah. Yeah, uh, EC3 and Heavy Machinery, not interested whatsoever in those those two call-ups, that's for sure. I'm happy for EC3. Are you? Yeah, just because when you think of EC3, like he was... TNA. In, no, no, well, TNA, yes, but when he was he was in WWE as Derek Bateman, yeah, when they were still doing the NXT reality shows. Okay. So he's been around since then, and he never got called up. I don't know why he never got called up because, uh, like, his body is he's never been never been better, but he was he always looked amazing. So was this after he had left Impact? No, this is before he went to Impact. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So he left, improved, bettered himself, and came bettered back. Bettered himself at AZC3 and came back and got a nice fat paycheck. That's right. I'm sure he's happy now. And now he's going to the main roster, yeah. He's just got to improve himself because it, he's got a lot of improving to do from a wrestling and certainly Mike standpoint. I think, there were, I think in NXT, he's probably not that bad. It's just that it's not that he's bad. It's just that there's so many people a lot better than him. Well, that's possible. Like, they can run circles around him in the ring, so... When he gets to the main roster... Don't get me wrong, he's got a good look. The guy's jacked. Yeah. Jacked, jacked, jacked. jacked. Uh, you might not want a drug test, let's just say that. Because <laughs> I think uh, there's a lot of people... Like, I don't think Lashley, for example, is clean either. There's no, no way. No way. No way, Jose. No way. <laughs> he's definitely not in anything. <laughs> He's on too much. He's on too much ice cream. That's what he's on. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I, I guess I just leave the big question is, how long will this last? Will they revert right back to their old ways? Do you foresee anything else being introduced from Vince, Shane, Steph, Triple H that could be of interest? You know, bringing the 205 Live guys in, bringing the NXT guys in. What else could they do? Is there anyone that you could see them pushing that you would never expect in a push? Hmm. Feels like Apollo Cruz finally might get his push. Yeah, because you're seeing him more now. Yeah, and he's he's kind of a part of that group that killed kicked out of uh, Corbin. Yeah. So maybe him. Um. I don't know. It's kind of like. Just not. Just don't use the same like. How about Heath Slater? Yeah, Pete Slater would get a push, I think. Isn't it, it's looking interesting for him right it's now. It's looking interesting you, for him. It's probably ca- more interesting for him right now than it's probably ever been. The camera's been on him a lot. He main evented Raw last week. <laughs> he did. He did. He, he was in the main event. He gets cheers from the fans. Yeah. They appreciate got, him. He's got kids. I got kids! 
Aw, it took Rhino going away for him to become big. Yeah. Poor Rhino. Poor Rhino. Or is it poor Rhino? Ah, he's probably happy to leave. Yeah, he's probably happy to leave. Until F- he comes back next week. Finally. I don't... <laughs> finally, I don't need to wrestle anymore. <laughs> uh, Mojo, you don't need to impersonate Rhino. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how long will this last? I would say at least until WrestleMania, probably. Yeah? Yeah. And they'll just wean off. I just uh, still think they're in uh, recovery mode. Just due to their low ratings. They're trying oh, to get yeah. back up there. Oh, no, totally. They're in recovery mode. There's no doubt about that. That's why this. That's why they probably fast-tracked this. They probably weren't wanting to do this for... Vince McMahon probably doesn't really like all this travel and stuff anymore. And Well, Vince only shows up on Raws and SmackDowns if something big is happening. Yeah. And the last time he'd appeared was SmackDown 1000. That was kind of a given, right? It made sense. Oh, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was there with the, uh, the R-Truth and Carmella segment. But um, this one was a bit of an interesting one because it was kind of like... You didn't. Ex- you didn't really. There wasn't really anything expected. It was just. Oh, Vince is showing up next week. Okay, yeah. and he's gonna shake things up. And it sounded kind of like it was gonna be a draft. Yeah. But it wasn't a draft. No. I'm kind of happy it wasn't a draft because it's kind of gotten to a point where it doesn't really matter which wrestler fights on which show anymore. Remember the first draft back in the day? Yeah. God, it was so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess there's really not much more to say about this whole segment. I guess, like you had mentioned, you'd said it best. The segment just kind of actually made more questions than, than answers. Exactly. Will forever be a mystery. Yeah, we know Corbin's gone. We also know Paige is gone, too. Paige gone? Paige gone. <laughs> Paige go bye-bye. Paige go bye-bye. I guess the only time we'll tell, will it, you know, will they hold, one, will they stick by their promise, and two... Will it actually make things better? Will the ratings go up? Will it truly be more interesting? Will be will we be more excited to watch Raw and SmackDown and have less rant-related episodes exactly. on an RGW podcast? We don't like to rant how bad the product is, but sometimes they can't. They make us. Well, sometimes the ranting's fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I agree with you. I, I know what you're saying. Sometimes we have no other choice but to just speak our minds and hope. That the podcast gets shared with Vince and the writers. Yeah, right. I'm sure it they're does. Listening. <laughs> they're listening. They're listening. So, that leads us on to the TLC 2018 pay-per-view review, my friend. You and I watched it with our buddy Oliver Sunday night. We sure did, live and in living color. Yep, as I mentioned before, we, uh, you know, we were pleasantly surprised to a degree. It was better than... Than other pay-per-views over the year. Quite a bit so. So, uh, yeah, we're going to go over it. First match of the night. Buddy Murphy going up against your boy, Cedric Alexander. Did you see this match before you came over? I did see this match. Yeah, it was part of the pre-show. It was, um, I don't know, not really anything different from what I've seen them in other cases. I think their uh, super show match in Australia was a lot better. This one was nothing really to write home about. Nothing yeah. too, um, nothing, definitely nothing amazing really happened. Buddy Murphy uh, defended successfully. Yeah, that match in Australia was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. I, I think I'd give think it, got, a, I think it got a lot of time too. I think I gave it a nine or a nine and a half out of yeah. ten. Wow. Uh, it was amazing. Buddy I, Murphy. Yeah, I, uh, I loved it. Yeah. I don't even remember if I gave it a perfect score. Eh, I don't think I did. I don't know if you know. No, I don't think I did. I think I gave it a nine and a half. The fans can check it out in the archives. Check it out. Listennotes.com. 
where you can, can listen catch? to all 91 episodes. Oh, you stole my quote. Damn you, mind. Damn you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this match was only about 10 and a half minutes. I'm pretty sure they had almost, pretty sure they had a lot of time in uh, Australia. Yeah, for sure. His homeland. His homeland. Melbourne. <laughs> Next up, we had Elias versus Bobby Lashley in a guitar match. Yeah, so for, um, since I didn't see the, the first match between uh, Bo- Buddy Murphy and uh, Cedric Alexander, I'll start here, and uh, this was unfortunately, for me, the worst night, the worst match of the evening. But, it still wasn't a fail! Was it a fail? No, I Good gave Lord. I gave it a 5 out of 10. Wowzers. Yeah, I think I was in a giving mood this, this uh, holiday season. Yeah, I think you're feeling generous. I think so. I think so. Um, at times it was entertaining, but for the most part, you know, it kind of fell flat. It was uh, kind of just paint by numbers. These two have wrestled each other numerous times already. And I think just hanging a guitar above the ring was supposed to add another layer. <laughs> another layer to the story. Goodness. <laughs> of Elioth. Make it stop. And Bobby <laughs> put water on the fire. Yeah, so I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of Bobby Lashley these days, and I don't know if I even care for Elias. I really don't like face Elias, and I don't really care of his face of wrestling either. So it's like, eh. With his his dad bod. Does he have a dad bod? Oh yeah, he's a he's not exactly ripped. No, but he's not. No, he's not. Oh, he used to be. What happened? Was he? He like, well, yeah, when he like he first started, I thought he oh. like thought he looked like a too many Cheetos. Oh wow! Okay, <laughs> too, much, too much sitting while playing guitar. Maybe you should be standing and walking while playing guitar. Doing the boot scooting boogie while he <laughs> sings. <laughs> so, would you give this a five? Give this one a five. Wow, four for me. Four. Yep, that's respect respectable. No, it's not. It's failure. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Failure. Nothing but straight up failures. So next up was the main roster, main the main show, uh, the the uh, the finals of the mix match challenge started off the show with Fabulous Truth taking on Mahalisha, and Fabulous Truth won it. So they they are now the winners of the mix match challenge season two. They won the number thirty spots in their respective Royal Rumbles. And they won a vacation to anywhere in the world that they wanted. Iraq, where did they choose to go? The hometown of the WWE headquarters. New Hampshire? <laughs> Massachusetts? Stamford, Connecticut. Connecticut. I can't even remember where it is. Oh. Uh, yeah, that was kind of funny. And Carmella kind of played it up that she was kind of upset, but still smiled. That's right, yeah. Because it's okay. It's our truth. Yeah. Um, I knew these guys were going to win pretty much from the start of the Mixed Match Challenge. R-Truth and Carmella? Oh, actually, no, that's a lie. I thought... I thought Strowman was going to win with Asuka. Sorry, with, um, with Alexa Bliss when she was still around prior to injury. Oh, yeah. Yeah, wow. that's that's how long this has been going on. This has been going on since September. So... <laughs> so in that tag team, it was... Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Yeah. So, so first Alexa Bliss gets injured. Yeah. She gets replaced by Amber Moon, 
and then Braun Strowman gets injured, and he's replaced by Zack Ryder, his friend Kurt Hawkins. Oh yeah, I get them mixed up. <laughs> they Mr. must have got squashed. Mister Losing Streak himself. How did they do, anyways? They they lost all their matches after that, right? Well, it was the playoffs, so they they, they had to uh, win the next match to go on. Oh, it was just one match. Yeah, yeah. it was just one match. And he laid down. Well, what I think what happened was, I like I don't I don't know if I saw I saw some I saw some of it. Like she hit her eclipse, and then on I don't know she was fighting maybe Alicia Fox or something, and uh, she went to go pin him, but then Kurt Hawkins made the blind tag and went to pin the woman, but he could, you can't do that. No. Only men can pin the men and women can pin the women. So I think after that he got rolled up and they lost. Way to go, Hawkins. Good one, Hawkins. Mr. Losing Streak himself. He's worrying too much about collecting action figures. Yeah. Boo. And their wrestling action figure podcast. <laughs> what a stupid podcast. Let's talk about wrestling figures. Fingers? Figures. Wrestling fingers? Yeah, wrestling fingers. This sounds really interesting. <laughs> oh, there's some nice fingers. Yeah, good fingers. It's a finger fetish podcast. <laughs> I like chicken fingers myself. <laughs> Is there any, do they talk about dipping sauces? My, fa- my favorite dipping sauce is uh, peanut butter. <laughs> oh, gross. Blech. <laughs> so what do you give that match? What would you rate it out of ten? For the mixed match? Yes. Of the challenges? Finals of the mixed match challenge. Uh, I give it a six out of ten. Wow. <laughs> Six? Holy cow. I love that you're burning my scores. It's fantastic. Wow. What do you give it? How much lower did you score this thing? Four. Give it a four. Four. A fail. A fail. Really? Alicia Fox is terrible. (laughs) Just straight up. She's been in there. She's been in the company for like eight or nine years, and she hasn't learned a damn thing. I think it's more than that. Probably is. Makes oh, yeah. it even worse. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She's always been terrible. She's terrible. She'll always be terrible. Do you think she's a terrible wrestler or uh, entertainer? No, she's a great entertainer. She's a horrible wrestler. Oh, okay. You find her entertaining? Yeah, I do find her entertaining. Kooky and funny kind yeah. of thing? She's not ugly, that's for sure. Right, right. Yeah, she's kind of funny when she comes down with those... Uh, actually, she kind of has a funny interaction with that whole team. Yeah. She kind of picks on the guys and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah, she seems grossed out by them almost, or annoyed. Yeah, she's kind of annoyed by everybody, I think. Yeah, and I think everyone's annoyed by her. Exactly. Which makes it even more funny. Next up we have the Triple Threat SmackDown Tag Team Match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. We've never seen any of these guys fight each other before. Taking on the New Day, taking on the Usos. What can only be seen as a disappointment. What do you say? Are you speaking of the match itself or just the fact that they were wrestling each other? Probably both. Yeah. Would yeah. you give a match of the night? No. I gave it a six and a half. Yeah. Um, I am just straight up tired of seeing all three of these guys wrestle each other. It's the same old, same old. I'd love to see stats in regards to how many times these teams have wrestled each mm-hmm. other. It would be very yeah. high. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong. They're all talented. You know that's why it, that's one of the reasons why it's such a disappointment. It is, and that's why Vince saying that he's 
they're going to try and shake things up and add excitement. You know, I don't, I don't know. The, the, the tag team division is just shot. It's dead. It used to be so good on SmackDown. Like last year or, I don't know, sometime not too long ago, it was really, really good. Well, dude, SmackDown's better than Raw. Look at the Raw tag no, team division. I know. Division. Gross. But Raw was never, Raw's tag team division was never very good. No. Whereas SmackDown's division was like, they had like 10 teams, at 10 or, 10 or 12 teams Look at one point. Look who the tag team champions all pretty are good. on Raw. It doesn't even make sense. Who are they? It's Gable. Oh, and, Gable and Rude, yeah. Gable and Rude, what a... Like that's that alone is a makeshift team. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, duh. well, they're always just making sh- makeshift teams being the champions. Like yeah. Dolphin Drew, they're a makeshift team. Even well, Seth and Ambers are a makeshift team. Well, that one's a little bit better because the Shield has such a history. But yeah, but, but Dolphin Drew, they were together for like two months. Yeah, and then it, and well, I guess all these temporary teams there, like like Big Show being a part of a temporary team. Yeah, actually, when you think about it, Dolphin Drew were together for like since WrestleMania, the night after WrestleMania. Come on. Yeah, that's how long these two have been together. Yeah, Drew McIntyre debuted. At, no, no, sorry. About sometime after WrestleMania, because they had the uh, the shuffle, and and Dolph went to Raw. And I he just took McIntyre I remember. With him. Because I remember Dolph doing a lot of alone stuff. Because I think that was after... uh, But yeah, they weren't like a real tag team until a few months ago, probably. Like, McIntyre was mostly just his backup. Okay, okay. That's why they had all those Seth and Dolph matches. Yeah, just all these temporary thrown-together things are just... You know, Braun Strowman was uh, temporarily with them, and now he's a face all of a sudden. Oh, yeah, that's right. Well, uh, I mean, that had to do with... That probably mostly had to do with Roman With Roman. And Big Show was with the bar. The bar. Temporarily. Yeah. I just don't like that kind of stuff. No. Makes no sense. But anyways, yeah, I gave it a six and a half out of ten. Uh, you know, it was it was a it was an okay match. It was just kind of kind of boring. Yeah. Kind of boring. You've seen all this stuff before. It was nothing. Didn't do anything new. And everything, even the stuff that's supposed to be like, yeah, it's like we've seen like the trust fall. You know, by your boy. Yeah. It's like, eh, seen seen it before. Exactly. I gave him a one point for every superstar in the match. Ooh. So six out of ten. That makes sense. What's the next one there, mind? Next up we have Braun Strowman taking on Baron Corbin in a TLC match, which, by the way, just on principle, was a stupid idea because they weren't actually climbing a ladder for anything. So Baron Corbin won. He would be the full-time general manager of Raw. And if Braun Strowman won, he would get his match against Brock Lesnar for the Universal Championship at the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble. So Braun, so, so Baron Corbin came out, and he said, He's Slater, he's the referee, count to ten. Braun Strowman's not coming out. But Braun Strowman comes out. Baron Corbin's like, what the heck? You're not supposed to be here. Even though this was a scheduled match and it was on the pay-per-view, you're not supposed to be here. So Braun Strowman came out in a sling. His hand or arm in, arm in a sling. He said, you're right, I can't wrestle this match. But since this is a TLC match, doesn't mean I can't get some help. And out comes the faves. <laughs> out comes Finn Balor. Out comes Apollo Crews. And out come the Raw Tag Team Champions. 
Chad Gable and Bobby Roode, who now have matching outfits, which Yay! is kind of weird. Kind of diminishes Bobby Roode, actually. <laughs> diminishes Bobby Roode. Well, the does. burial like, of Bobby he, Roode. He was like the only one that wore, wore a big robe, and now freaking Chad Gable's wearing a robe. Ugh. So I was like, what the heck? But anyway, so they beat the crap out of uh, Corbin. Or, yeah, Corbin. Yeah. They all did their moves. It was very obvious this was going to happen, too, that when he came out with the sling, it's like, oh, he's just going to get a whole bunch of people to help him. Oh, is that what you thought? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't think Cause that. Because I knew he couldn't wrestle. All oh. these rumors out there stating he's not, he can't wrestle I right thought he was now. still going to wrestle with the one arm and still beat him with one oh, arm. Oh, just uses, like, kicking? Uses his good arm. Do like Bart and Lisa? Yeah. You can't get in my way. <laughs> yeah, so they all do their finishing moves. Paul Cruz does the frog splash. Uh, Chad Gable and Bobby Roode do their moonsault neckbreaker. I think Finn Balor did the coup de gras thing. Yeah. And they, yeah, they, then they beat him with chairs and stuff. I think they put him through a table, if not mistaken. I'm not sure. I don't remember. <laughs> it's not really worth remembering anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Corbin's beaten down body and Braun Strowman uh, stood on his chest and got the one, two, three. It was kind of entertaining. It was it, kind of fun. It was it was fun. Yeah. But it wasn't like, oh, this is amazing. You have to go out of your way and watch this. No, no, no. It wasn't an instant oh, classic. It was just fun. No. So I kind of rated it based on the fun okay. part of it. So I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. <laughs> just what? Kidding. Just kidding. Oh, good. Minus? <laughs> Minus 3.5. So 8 out of 10? 6 out of 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to do math. <laughs> What's minus thing? <laughs> that when you put apples together and you get more apples? <laughs> it's the exact opposite. <laughs> I will give this match a point mm. for every wrestler in the ring. Oh god, no, they get like twelve. <laughs> well I can't give it good because even if it wasn't gonna be even if it wasn't gonna be a regular match, I still would have hated it because they start. They started, but started off terrible by just announcing that it was going to be a TLC match. And you know what's funny about this? I was talking with Jimmer about this last week. Was do you remember? Was it two years ago? The Royal Rumble where um, it was when Goldberg and Undertaker were in it. Oh yeah. But do you remember Baron Corbin eliminated Braun Strowman? Strowman was heel. Oh yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was huge. Yeah. It was like, oh my god. Yeah. They, you know, this up and coming big man. Yeah. Just took out an even bigger man. Yeah. Who uh, everyone he had a good heat. The Strowman had good heat at the time. Yeah, and I don't know. It was kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Good for Corbin. He was a, he was doing all those cool moves that we all like. You know, you yeah, and I he was kinda, and he was kind of a badass. Yeah, he was, and it, it, it there was interest. That was flushed down the toilet. Oh yeah, immediately. He's almost done for. I don't even, I don't even, I don't know how he gets back from this. You don't think so? I yeah, I think he'll be back. I don't know what, but he's still young. No, man. no, no. I just it's just. I don't know if I can ever see him in the seem the same. Like I don't know if I can see him go back to wearing like you know that leather jacket and the he'll do it leather pants and stuff after coming out like a sweater or not a sweater. I bet but you a, he a re- vest. I bet you he requested this. This is actually a really good thing that he he went through, because he got a major amount of heat. Um, the storyline was often around him, and his mic work has improved dramatically. <laughs> it has. Well, you don't think so? When he talks on the mic? That's not what a lot of people people think of. That's because they don't like him because (laughs) his storylines suck. But he's talking fluidly on the mic. Okay. Well, he's not stuttering or anything. Well, if you watch, did you listen to uh, Bruce Pritchard's podcast this week? 
Uh, which one? Uh, they talked about Rock Bottom. Uh, I, I, I think I'm about a half an hour into it. Okay, because they talked about... Did they talk about Baron Corbin? They did. Come on. Yeah. They never talk about current state. Yeah, they state. talked about the current, the current show. What? And they said, what would you rather see? <laughs> it was a segment where, like, uh, where Undertaker and Undertaker and Paul Bear, like, kidnapped Steve Austin. Okay. And they were going to, like, embalm him alive. Oh, do you know what? I think I stopped right there. Okay. I think I'm literally, like, seconds away from whatever you're... They were talking about, like, like, diff- like, they're, like almost like that kind of, like... What the heck? Like, what the heck is this garbage? Yeah. And then, he, and then they kind of talked about the current current show, and they're like, <laughs> like, I know this. They're like, they're like, or even Bruce is like, I know that that thing with Undertaker and Austin is so stupid. I don't know what they were thinking. Vince Russo, I guess, thought of it. He thought it would be cool, but that uh, was kind of dumb. And then they're like, What would you rather see, this or Baron Corbin cut a promo? Oh wow! And he's like, Oh God, this. <laughs> Undertaker and Austin, of course. <laughs> Embalming alive, way better than a Baron Corbin promo. <laughs> yeah, they never reference new guys. Yeah, they talked about they talked about the new product for a while. A, a, they a they used to apparently. Quite a few minutes. They used to talk about a Roman. They kind of talked about Roman for a while. Yeah, yeah. They did. It's true. So I will give this. Uh, uh, the fun factor gives it an extra two points. So I'll give it a six. Oh, we tied. Yay! We did tie. We what did. Do you know? Next up, what match was next? Natalia going up against Ruby Riot. This was a match where I actually thought it was way better than it should have been. I agree. I actually I liked this match. It was a pretty good match. I, yeah. I liked it. Like there was a huge bump during the match there where uh, Liv Morgan slid under the ropes uh, and landed back first on the floor. That was insane. Like, it looked so stiff. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was crazy. She literally slid under the ropes. She, uh... Flung. Yeah, she was, like, on the apron, standing on the apron. I think Ruby Riot got out of the way. And Natalia kind of... Kind of give her a, I don't know, like a shoulder check or something. And she went... Yeah, she went flying through a table. Like, she flew. Yeah. Major error. Almost overjumped it. She almost landed on the announcer table. (laughs) It was was one of the biggest bumps I've seen in quite a while, actually. It was uh, it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. But that was, she wasn't even part of the match when we're talking about no. this. But I found Natalia was kind of just kind of straight up badass during the match. Yeah, she, she was. was working a little bit slower, but like kind of maniacally. Yeah. Kind of like picking her apart. And well, they, I mean, like this was like she was kind of getting well, she was getting revenge. Yeah. Like it wasn't where it wasn't where we're talking about with Seth and Dean. Right. Where they just go in there and have a regular match. No, she went in there pissed. Yes, and she did it correctly. For the most part, the table with her father on it, eh, too soon, in my opinion, a little bit. Don't know it what your is, thoughts. It is what it is. Yeah, but I had even mentioned to you guys, I'm like, what do you think Jim Nightheart would think? And you had said, probably be fine with it. You know, yeah, he'd probably be for this if you know it, it helps his daughter's career. Yeah. Um, I liked the ending too when she took out the table with uh, Ruby Riot with a Ruby Riot label on there. Yeah, a decal. The decal, yeah, not a decal, a decal. Yeah, they sh- uh, Ruby Riot sure is looking different now, eh? She's got the longer hair, the ruby colored hair, yeah. as opposed to the bright red. Yeah. Was it bright red before? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, it was like, black. It was black and red. Oh, okay. Like, it was like Ferrari red and black. Okay. So yeah, yeah Ferrari they're kind of feminizing her a little bit. I a little find. bit. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. It's fine. I'm okay with she's, that. She's uh, she's not ugly. No, she's not ugly. When she had that really um powdery makeup on 
Oh yeah. Uh, that looked strange. They got rid of that too. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the biggest things. Actually, yeah, that's. I didn't really realize. I kept noticing the hair because yeah. it's clearly extensions. You yeah. could tell. But uh, yeah, that's right. She doesn't have any of this ghostly, uh, <laughs> page-colored <laughs> skin. <laughs> but that's my page here. That's actually the color of my skin. Quite down, page. It's actually my skin. They ripped it off my body. <laughs> Gave it to Ruby Wright, and then when she's done, I put it on. That's why we're not on the same show. Can I have her toenail clippings? Quite Roberts. <laughs> yeah, Sam Roberts. <laughs> Filthy gnome. So what would you rate this match? Uh, I gave this match a 7.5 out of 10. Oh, goodness. Guess what I gave it? 7.5. I did. Yes. Tied again. <sighs> well, I'll be. Those are those rings off of Simpsons. Next up. <laughs> We have Finn Balor taking on Drew McIntyre. Here I thought it was Fat Balor. Nope. Finn. Oh, dang. Fat Balor next time. Well, forget it then. <laughs> Let's just skip the match. Exactly. Kind of sound like Michael Hayes there. Well, forget it then. <laughs> well, I got an idea. <laughs> they just love imitating him on that podcast. Yeah. It's so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this match actually overall was quite forgettable. It was a good raw match. <laughs> it was. I don't know if it needed to be on a pay per view. Yeah, was uh, I'm already certain uh, things are merging in my head. This is the one where Ziggler interfered, right? Yes, yes, he did. Yes. I forgot about that until you mentioned it. Right. So he jumped the jumped the barricade. He, he grabbed a chair and then he got kicked <laughs> in the face. He got a massive sidekick right to the face, <laughs> knocked him out. McIntyre hops in the ring, and somehow then I think Balor uh, managed yeah, to get the coup de grace to get the, get the win and a win. Yeah, but we thought, oh my god, it's a face turn for Ziggler. Nope, not at all. Was it? Yeah, was that later on the show where uh, yep. Balor's getting interviewed and and Ziggler tosses him around or something like that? Is it? Well, Balor, he's being interviewed, and then he's like. I don't like people butting their nose in my business. Oh, yeah. And then Ziggler pipes up, hey, you should be thanking me. You wouldn't have won that match if it wasn't for me. And he's like, what are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. Back, forth, back, forth. Ziggler grabs him, throws him against the wall. Oh, yeah. And re-solidifies that Ziggler is actually still a heel. So I'll actually give WWE props here. They've managed to get two guys who are heels, whom were a team, in the form of Ziggler and McIntyre, yep. to break up and manage to keep them both heels by by swerving this out. Yeah. Very interesting. This does not happen a lot. Yeah, but they're, they're, not, fr- they're not friends or alliances anymore. No, but they're both heels. But they're both heels. They just have different uh, vendettas? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, McIntyre, actually I'm not sure who he's going to be going up against now, but Ziggler and I'm assuming Balor are a new feud. Yeah. Clearly. They all hate each other. It's weird. It's weird. You don't see heels like this usually splitting and then, can, you know, no. maintaining a hatred for one Definitely another. Definitely not. It's almost revolutionary. Woo! Woo! What would you rate this out of 10? Uh, regardless of the fact that I found it quite forgettable, I rated it. Seems a little high, actually. Six and a half out of 10. That's high? Yeah, it seems high. Okay. I'll give it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the opposite now. No, I'm giving it six and a half as well. Yeah? Okay. But I don't think it's high. No? Okay. Right, I, I think, think it's th- about where it should be. It was better than it was better than bad. 
Okay. It definitely wasn't a failure. It definitely wasn't 50%. It's a solid C. <laughs> solid C plus. I like how you're just jumping back and forth. It's not good. It's not bad. It's a six and a half out of ten. <laughs> like, it's not a failure, and it's not the perfect match, but it's also not... It's not the perfect ten, Ty Dillinger. Of course not. Nothing can be perfect ten but Ty Dillinger. You're right. <laughs> Next up, we had Rey Mysterio taking on Randy Orton. Randall Ortman. Chairs match. Well, again, another match that was somewhat forgettable. I guess it didn't really help much that my... Uh, my uh, cable box rebooted itself halfway through the match. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Match was still all right. Didn't help. Didn't hurt. Somewhat forgettable, just like the previous match. Yeah. But I still found it a little bit better. Gave it a 7 out of 10. 7 out of 10. Wow. 6.5 for me. 6.5? Yeah. You know what? I don't remember. I'd even be willing to jump down to 6.5. I'm kind of surprised I gave it a 7. Do you remember the finish? No. <laughs> no. He was sitting on chairs. Oh yeah. And he gave him like a I don't know, did he give him like a six like a six one nine in the chairs or something like that? Something like that. It was just kinda of funny how Orton looked like he was just kinda of taking a break and sa- taking a seat. Yeah. Do 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 waiting for the bus. Ten minutes later. While they're twiddling their thumbs. Okay, next up. Ronda Rousey taking on Nia Jax with Tamina for the Raw Women's Championship. That was an alright match. You know, it's kind of painting by numbers. It was very similar to their previous match, Ronda versus R- Nia. I think it was a little better. A little better? I think it sh- and it shows how better Ronda's gotten. It also helped that Nia was a heel as opposed to their previous match where they were both faces. That's true, too. That's that doesn't true help too. anything. Yeah. yeah. Ronda is improving as well. You are right. Like, I remember one time that she, uh, like, Ronda, I think it was the Money in the Bank. Right. Where she, uh, where Alex Bliss ended up cashing in against Ronda. Oh, sorry, against Nia. Right. But, but, uh, I think Ronda reversed a powerbomb on Nia and, like, kind of, like, fell out of the ring. Oh, right. I forgot about that. That was strange. That was And strange. very dangerous, yeah. actually. So, I, I think it was just, like, a botch on her part. It was. I agree. So I think she's got. I think she's gotten better. Yeah. What do you rate the uh, match, buddy? I would give it a seven and a half out of ten. I gave it a seven out of ten. Oh, wow! Yeah. That's the first time. Is that the first lower one than you? It is. Wow. Wowzers. Wowzers. Kiss my grits. <laughs> Next up, we had Daniel Bryan, or should I say, the new Daniel Bryan, taking on the phenomenal AJ Styles. For the WWE Championship. Yeah, you know what? I was actually kind of pleasantly surprised with this match. I was mentioning, I think I mentioned this during the match. Uh, I wasn't expecting big things, but these two seem to kind of mesh well together. I think so too, yeah. AJ fighting past guys like Samoa Joe or even better example, Shinsuke Nakamura. He doesn't mesh very well with Shinsuke. They're very different styles of, of wrestling. Yeah. Whereas AJ and Daniel Bryan are both somewhat high flyers. Yeah, they're high flyers, but they also can brawl pretty good. And they right. also, they also have good uh, submission skills. Yeah, and Nakamura, he's got submission skills. His brawling is very different. He's more about the stiff strikes. And kicks. And he can't do anything else but kick, basically. Yeah, that's right. You don't see him strike a lot. That's no. a good point. I never really thought of that. 
Um, and the language barrier is never, never any help. No, that always hurts him. Daniel Bryan, very well versed on the microphone. Uh, AJ Styles has gotten better on the microphone. Yeah. Used to suck, in my opinion. Um, yeah, in fact, I, I, when we started this podcast, I used to say not good at all. Oh like, yeah, I remember now that. He, yeah. yeah, but he's gotten better, right? And now you're like marginally well. What do you think about his mic skills? No, it's definitely improved. They've improved. Yeah, they've improved. Definitely. It improved. just kind of, it still kind of feels like he's kind of memorizing stuff, but it's, he's more fluid. Yeah. He doesn't look like he's lost. Exactly. And frazzled. Yeah. <laughs> but I was entertained by this match. It was very fast paced. Yeah, it, it was, was good. smooth. Yeah. It was I good. actually wouldn't mind seeing another match between him. Pretty rare you hear E Rock wanting a rematch of yeah. any sort. Actually, it's funny we didn't mention the in it in our. Uh, talk about the McMahons, but one thing they did was eliminate title rematches. I don't... Really? Yeah. I must have missed that. Yeah. So they've eliminated title rematches. Yeah. You don't long, you no longer get an automatic oh, rematch. Oh, I get it. Well, that's excellent. Who announced that? I they, I heard it on... I heard, I heard it on the, uh, the... I heard it on the internet after Raw. I don't know if they maybe... Maybe they didn't mention it actually on the show. Is that... Did they mention it by any chance when uh, the, I heard Natalia had come out? Maybe they mentioned it right at the end there. Not I'm sorry. Naomi. Naomi had come out yeah, on they SmackDown. Mentioned, they, yeah, they mentioned it on SmackDown a couple times. Oh, and, and I heard Vince liked the fact that Naomi had said, you guys had your shot. Yeah. Now I want my shot. That's right. And yeah. he's like, I like it. Yeah. You versus Asuka now. Yeah. And he just kind of wiped Becky and Charlotte off. Yeah, so now they got. So now they have to. If they want an another opportunity for the title, they just automatically get it. I I agree with that. Yeah. That's good. Well, that's why they had like five or six title matches in a row of the same guys fighting oh, each other. Invoking title rematches is brutal. Yeah, brutal. Well, that's great news. I I missed that. It must have been a recap that I was watching, right. and I, I missed that part. Yeah, but that's I'm actually ecstatic about that. <laughs> yes. Yes! Oh, wait, that's not a thing anymore. No! <laughs> oh, God. What would you he pretends the... to be a heel. He's actually <laughs> face again. What would you rate the match out of ten? Seven and a half. Seven and a half? Yep. I'm giving it an eight. Wow! Wow! Whoa. That's a pretty high match, it's Mark. Pretty high. Match, Mark? Pretty... Mark, match. It is pretty high. Pretty high indeed. Next up, we have Dean Ambrose taking on Seth Rollins. Wow. The Intercontinental Championship. So, we talked about this at the starting of the show. This match got chewed up by, well, Vince and a lot of fans. There was even a boring chant, yeah. which seemed very out of place and quite rude. You know what was weird? They didn't chant boring. This match is boring or something like They that. chanted, this is boring. Yeah. Yeah. Switching it up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't find it boring. I found it was slow, somewhat kind of like Natalia, kind of picking away. But yeah, you're right. You know, if they really hate each other, hate hate each other's guts, why don't they go berserko on each other? Yeah. And uh, there I'm wasn't much intensity in this match. Yeah, and I'm looking at my score now, and I'm kind of questioning why I marked it the way I did. I kind of want to lower it. To be honest with you, I marked it a seven and a half. Oh, okay. I feel like it's more of a seven. More of a seven. More of a seven. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, especially with AJ and Daniel getting a seven and a half yeah. for mine. Yeah, I would like to change my score to a seven because this is this is not a tie with the AJ Daniel Bryan no, match. No. Um, what do you give this match? I get a six and a half. Did you like how it ended? With I, I liked Seth's intensity. Yeah, it got better at the end, but then but I did what I didn't like is how 
Like Dean Ambrose was doing like the, uh, oh, the, the, the fist the out, fist, right? The fist bump thing. But then Seth was even like, like, do you even have to think about it at this point? Are you stupid? Like, I don't think he was thinking you? about it. I think he was pissed. Like, that's why Graves said that. He was super insulted. Oh, really? Okay. So, so he went, he didn't actually go to fist bump him. He faked it, spun around, and punched him in the face or okay. whatnot. Because it felt like he was. But I agree. I, I marked, I felt, I fell for it too. I felt, I felt, no, I didn't, well, I didn't fall for it, but I felt like, he, it felt like Seth was falling for oh, it. Oh, okay. Like okay. Seth, like Seth was actually contemplating, maybe he does want to get back together. <laughs> like, you're my you, friend again. Are you stupid? How stupid are you? I also don't like Dean Ambrose's uh, finisher, the, the, the double arm uh, the DDT. Deeds? No, that's. No, don't like it? It's not, it's not impactful enough. No. No, it's just too basic. Also, Dean Ambrose is another guy in a, a list of quite a few people, when we think about it, needs new theme music. Yeah, d- I g- agreed. And so does Daniel Bryan, and among a few other people. Daniel Bryan, Becky Lynch, Sami Zayn, Roman Reigns. There you go. It's a long list of people. Hit the nail on the head. Although, I don't think Becky's can change at this stage in the game. No. But, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of people out there that need a switch up. And a good switch up, not just anything. That's right. Don't give them Matt Riddle's music, because <laughs> we know what you, I know what you think of Matt Riddle's music. See, uh, also they showed on Raw, uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are coming back soon. Now that'd be a good time to give Sami Zayn new music. Kevin Owens, that's a man with some good music. Yeah, I like his music. I like his music too. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're up to the main event. It's Asuka taking on Becky Lynch. Taking on Charlotte Flair in a triple threat TLC match for the Women's SmackDown Championship. All I gotta say is I loved this match. Yeah, the main event was well worth the wait. Match of the night for sure. A lot of back and forth action. Again, they really swerved us with the finish. Uh, I was thinking Asuka was straight up fodder in this match. I didn't think that she was actually going to win the match. Yeah. Spoiler alert. There was a <laughs> there was a couple spots where we thought, okay, they're done, they're done this time. It's just going to be like a one on one from here on out. When uh, uh, Becky Lynch did that leg drop from the from the the ladder oh, to Austin Charlotte, man, she landed with her butt on she her landed chest, her butt, and she kind of bounced off it. We thought I thought Charlotte was kind of done from there. I didn't think we'd see her in the match again. Oh, I so thought it was. And how about that? Um, <laughs> Charlotte's boobs and Asuka's, Asuka's face. face. That spear that didn't, smothering that didn't break the barricade. Yeah, that actually looked nastier by, by that happening. That's it looked right. like the barricade ran into another perpendicular piece of barricade <laughs> yeah, it and it went nowhere. Yeah. Or how about Becky setting up the ladder beside another ladder that was further from the belt than that ladder? Oh, yeah. It was somewhat of a botch, but it still was kind of cool. Yeah. She climbed up. And then Charlotte jumps onto the other ladder, so it's like now you guys are further from the belt. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, but it kind of like it's kind of set it up for. Sure, for, for Asuka, yeah. I think. But Is then it, there was yeah, there, then there was one section, one part where where Becky was setting up that ladder. Yeah. But she took so long, trying to like, perfect perfectly put it in the right spot. Like she would oh, go to yes. the one, one side all and the move time. it a couple inches. Then go to the other side, move it a couple inches. Oh, the other side's not good. Move it a couple inches. Meanwhile, it almost looks like Charlotte and Asuka are kind of waiting for her to be done. Yes. It seems to happen all the time in so many of these ladders ma- ladder matches. Yeah. Or it, it looks like they're OCD or yeah. something. You're like, oh, it's not square to the ropes. Yeah, hold on. Let me get my level. <laughs> 
tape measure here. No, it's not perfect. They're using the laser level. You got me in the eye. <laughs> Quite down, Simon. Yeah, that's right. The perf the perfection is in the imperfections. There you, you go. You try to be too perfect. It makes it look bad. Doesn't look good. I also wonder if they're worried that if the ladder isn't properly planted on the mat, that they'll start climbing it. This is coming from a guy that's fallen off of a ladder like that before. Okay. As a, I think you know that I've fallen off a ladder like that. The one that ran into my closet. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> and hit a poor woman in the face. <laughs> but I digress. Um, yeah, if you aren't balanced on those things properly and you... Uh, you use your right foot and you push off and your left foot's nowhere. That thing is coming down. And those things are really high up. So, man, your center of gravity is screwed up yeah. up there. Well, the thing is, the ring, it's not super solid. It's there's spongy. Some, there's some give to it. That's right. So when you put that ladder down, it's not really on solid ground. That's right. So it probably, maybe it does feel like you got to put it in the right spot. That's quite possible. Maybe maybe, maybe they have grooves built in on purpose. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. So the finish saw, which is a really interesting finish. We never, I don't know, I never certainly never saw it coming. I kind of had a feeling that we weren't done with her yet. But Ronda Rousey, well, we, we also forgot to mention that uh, Nia Jax, after she came out of that match with Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch came and found her and gave her a punch to the gut and threw her against a, a crate or something like that. Actually, I think she... She kicked her in the gut yeah, and her punched in her in the face oh, and sent yeah. her flying back. Actually, i got to give it to Naya. She she sold it well. She yeah. kind of flew back. Yeah. And she said, leave my name out of your mouth. Yeah. And Tamina, you know, she's an amazing walker. Yeah. Ran even more amazing. That's right. To eh? assist Naya. Yeah. Ugh, that was kind of awkward. But that was uh, kind of awkward. But, yeah, the interaction was good. Yeah. I yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we... we uh, we kind of thought that Becky might interfere in the Nia Ronda match, but we never, it never even crossed our minds that Ronda might interfere in their match. That's right. And that's exactly what they did. Surprise! Becky and Charlotte are fighting on this ladder that's not above the title. That's right. And Ronda comes out and tosses that ladder down. She walks under a ladder. Yeah, she walks under a ladder. Razor Ramon style. Razor Ramon style. To knock down the ladder, Becky and Charlotte go flying. They're down, and out from the ashes comes Asuka. The ladder's right there. All she has to do is climb it, and she grabs the championship. Couldn't believe it. Your winner and new SmackDown Women's Champion, Asuka. The new man, according to Asuka. The new man. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Growing that penis. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. She yeah, deserves good for it, right? Yep. Longest, we, uh, uh, reign, uh, probably the longest reigning NXT Women's Champion, I'm sure. By of far. All time. Yeah. By far. She, she, I don't know, it was probably like a year and a half or something. Yeah. So good for her. Good for Asuka. Finally did it. We thought it would happen at WrestleMania. It didn't. She kind of fell off the map there. Lost a couple matches to Carmella there. She, and then she kind of fell off the map there for a little bit. And, uh, but here she is. She's back. Back on the top Back of the mountain. better than ever. Yeah, you're right, though. If she would have beat Charlotte, geez, that would have made her look strong at WrestleMania. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, she's got the belt. That's all that matters. That's right. Match. It was a beaut. It was a beaut. This is a rare one. Nine and a half Holy out cow. of ten. Wow. Almost perfecto. Wowzers. Almost a perfect E-Rock match. Mind of Mania, what's your score? I'm going to give it, not going to give it a nine and a half. But I will give it a nine. Nine? Yeah. 
Got a nine. That's a good score, buddy. Three points for each gal. Oh, very nice. Very nice. So that is the TLC pay-per-view. And that, my friend, is episode 91. 91 of the RGW podcast. Just like that, it's all over and done with, folks. My God, nine more episodes and we are at 100. And next week, I am excited for this. It is our drumroll year-end awards. It's already back. What do we call them? The year-end awards. Oh. We're going to say, oh, the the RGs. The RGs. I, think, I thought you were referencing the other other tradition. No. And um, we're we're planning the, the week after to do the Razzies. The Razzies. Where we get to be negative. We just love that. We can't help ourselves. We missed one this year, though, that I really like that you and I, uh, I was hoping you and I could do again. We started off last year. It was, tis the season to be nice. We're going to say nice things about everybody, but we just couldn't find the time. Oh, well. Well, we might be able to slip it in somewhere. We'll see what we can do, folks. We'll We'll see see what we can do. We might still have to call it tis the season, even if it's after 2018. Ho-hum. Still part of the holidays, folks. It is, it is. Uh, it's it's a it's a hectic schedule guys <laughs> we can only fit so much in that's right we have so much to cram in <laughs> so before we say our goodbyes just wanted to say the uh, the thanks and the references here of course guys you can find us on twitter facebook and instagram just search for at rgw podcast and as per the norm you can catch us on itunes also known as apple podcasts we are on player.fm we're on our favorite, listennotes.com, where you can catch all 91 episodes of the RGW Podcast. So good, just not as good as what I could say. <laughs> wow. The burial of the mind. Goodness. You can also catch us on castbox.fm. No wonder he's not on the show anymore. Keep burying him all the time. No. <laughs> wow. Podchaser.com. Breaker.audio. Stitcher.com, Podbean.com. For you Spanish folks out there, of course, you can catch us on ubook.com. You can find us on podcasts.com. And, of course, you can find us on our website, regularguyswrestling.com, where you can subscribe for those Android-related applications. What's your favorite, Mind? I enjoy one called Podcast Addict. You and Jimmer have been utilizing Podcast Addict since day one-ish. <laughs> and you've loved it every time through and through. Sure have. So, once again, thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. Share with friends and family. Till next week, we will catch you next time. See you on the flip side.